Good evening, everybody. Evening as in 11 o'clock at night. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. 11, 11. Actually, 11, 11. Right now, make a wish. Make a wish. Don't tell me because it won't come true. You don't. Oh, I was. Okay. I'll keep it locked in here. Okay. For now. My wish right now is that we can go to bed. <laughs> well, we got we to gotta finish, we the, gotta finish the first episode. episode. The very first. Welcome, everyone, to the first official full-length episode of Scenology. The study of film, television, and the arts. My name is Jake Wallen. And, and I am Eric Jackson. Yes, you are. The and one and only. The one and only. The only one that I know. I, I don't think there's a single person out there named what I am named. Well, you're the only one I care to know. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Um, boy, do we have one for you tonight. Um, we just... The reason we're recording this so late is because we just finished watching a brand new release... Uh, in the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh my gosh. What an experience. What it was. <laughs> truly an experience. It, uh, I've heard I've heard some people, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews mm-hmm. from people that got to watch it early. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard some that were, said it was kind of meh, didn't mm-hmm. really approve on the last one, mm-hmm. uh, being the first iterate. This is not a sequel. It is the fully realized version of the initial director's Vision, vision right for the movie of what it, of what he wanted to be right um i heard some people say it was meh i heard some people say it was the most amazing superhero movie they'd ever seen mm-hmm. and that it was truly an experience mm-hmm. and i feel like that's easier to say for a movie that's this long mm-hmm. um before you sit down and buy an hbo max subscription to watch this movie you should know it is four hours and two minutes long it is a very 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 long movie. it is it is truly an epic <laughs> totally worth it Absolutely worth it. Make sure you go to the bathroom before. <laughs> or have that pause button ready. Right. Um, you could even put an... I'm surprised there wasn't an intermission. I am in too. This. Because it was truly... We were talking about it earlier. It is in the same realm of like the Ten Commandments or Ben-Hur. Those, those epic movies. Epic right. movies. Classic movies that ran four or five hours. And usually those had intermissions. Right. And, and we'll get into it. But it really did feel like two different movies. It did. It truly... There came a point where I was like, we just entered like a, another movie. This mm-hmm. is the sequel to what... But it is one long movie. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. I liked it. I really did. I, I mean, I think it was a thousand times better than what we got with the Joss Whedon version. Back in, uh, what, that was 2017 or 18? I don't remember. I'll look that up real quick. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 whatever initial thoughts you had, are you going to look it up? Yeah, I'm going to cool. look it up. Whatever. We can, we can cut to, to what I, what I, or we can just leave it in here. Yeah. One long. This is an experience. We're going... We're going to the four-hour episode. Jeez. 2017. 2017. So, whatever your initial thoughts were, if you did see the first Justice League, it, it's... I went and saw it just to say... I went and saw it. I didn't even go with anyone. That's one of the only times. You were alone? I was alone. Oh, my God. That is one of the first times. I texted like one or two people and was like, hey, do you want to go see Justice League? Mm -hmm. They were either seeing it with somebody else or or not. Weren't interested. Weren't interested. More people were just not interested. And I thought, well, I want to go see it. So that's one of the only times I just went to the movie by myself to watch a movie in it. How'd you feel? Oh, I was so unsat. Well, anytime I go see a movie in the theater... I leave with some form of satisfaction. It has to be a really bad movie for me to leave the theater thinking that was awful. Mm -hmm. The only time I've ever experienced that was 
probably Last Jedi. Last mm. Jedi and, and Rise of Skywalker. Mm. That's a different episode, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get to at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely. But um, after you know, probably a day just thinking on it, I was like, that, you know, coming from, because we're such huge Marvel fans. Right. I, I haven't missed a midnight premiere of a Marvel movie in probably three or four years. Mm. Um, so to have that, you can't even really compare the two. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people's initial thoughts on the first Justice League is that they were trying to, like, their big folly was that they were trying to catch up to Marvel, which had just released, uh, oh, or yeah. were coming out yeah, with Infinity by, War. By that time, yeah, was that about Infinity I War? I think so. It, it might have been like a year or year two. Uh, I think it before. was because BVS and Civil War came out the same yes, year. Yes, that's right. So I think it was yeah. around Infinity War. Right. And yeah, if you look at across the aisles to the Marvel side of things, they had already set up so many origin stories and character moments. Ten years worth. Right. All of that culminating into these... These uh, these more epic movies that you saw with Civil War, Infinity War, and then Endgame, mm-hmm. you know. And by that time, we had known the characters. We grew up understanding their flaws and their, their character traits and all that stuff. And we didn't have to really focus on that. Whereas, like we were saying, you know, the the DCEU side of things had to play catch up. Catching it, brushing it. And... And a great example of that, you know, if you, I don't know if you, did you see Suicide Squad? I have not seen Suicide Squad. So in Suicide Squad, there's a moment where, you know, they have to basically do this visual chart sheet of <laughs> these characters saying like their name, what they do and whatever, right. you know, it's, it flashes on right. screen for a little bit. And that just shows how, you know, you got to put in the work and the time mm-hmm. to really flesh out and develop characters so that people care about them. Right. You know, um, but this, the Snyder Cut, um, I the, the highest praise I can give it is that it makes me want to go back. Because I have not seen, I've seen Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, the initial Justice League, and now this Justice League. I, I haven't seen Aquaman. Shazam. I, I've not seen Shazam. I have heard nothing but great things about the Wonder Woman movies. I love the first Wonder Woman. I, the second was yeah. really yeah. Okay. The first one, incredible. Right. It, so good. That's all I've heard about the first yeah. one. Um, it, it, it makes me want to... This, this movie has made me want to invest time in the DCU. Mm-hmm. The DCEU, I think, is the entertainment universe. Um, that is the highest piece of praise I can give it. It sure. is, it is, and like we were talking about earlier, it's a four-hour movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite thing, even just the people that have seen the seen it early, seen mm-hmm. the pre-release um, celebrities and, and stuff, they've already opened the discussion of should we start making these long form movies again. Mm-hmm. And I think absolutely we should. Sure. I think there's, you know, a place for regular size movies, but I don't think the DC movies can afford to make more justice league movies that don't match up to this mm-hmm. in terms of length. Well, they've definitely certainly set a bar. Absolutely. With this, this Snyder cut. Right. In terms of just, Epic proportions, mm-hmm. right? It's a it's a, a phenomenon. It is almost, um, and I think and it's a miracle that it got made. I mean, I remember, I remember, miracle. yeah, when when the initial 
you know, Sweden, uh, Sweden, Joss, Joss Sweden one came out, you know, and everyone was like, just wait, Snyder Cut's going to come out. And, you know, it was this, this kind of myth. It was spoken of like a myth right. because people were disappointed with the Joss Sweden cut. But then some of the actors in it were like, we've seen the Snyder Cut. Mm. It is a completely different movie. Mm. And boy, were they right. Oh, yeah. It is night and day I mean even you think well it kind of has to follow the same plot points right it does Mm -hmm. like the main rod Mm -hmm. of Batman Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince are trying to form the Justice League Mm -hmm. because that was the promise that Mm -hmm. Bruce made to Clark on his deathbed right that is still the initial plot right the the key things are there right but but you know there's even the little tiny scenes that we see between Characters that we didn't see in the original right. movie, it adds so much to their development, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is just really, really cool to see. Right. Because there were, there were plenty of moments that I saw in the, the original one where I'm like, why, why are they, why is this character doing this? Like there was no motivation right. set up prior to them enacting on whatever it was, you know, and we really start to see that in this version. We do. It, which is really, really cool to see. We see some fantastic moments between characters that... We don't even see in well-made two-hour movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably go ahead and say we will be getting into spoiler territory about yes. right now. So if you wanted to just know whether or not the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is worth watching, absolutely. I think it's worth getting an HBO Max subscription yeah. for a month. Yeah. Just to, which just is what we did. This, which is what we did. <laughs> we did. You did. Yeah. I just mooched off of it. And came right. Yeah. Yeah. Parasite. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, but it is phenomenal and you should definitely watch it. Now, getting into mm-hmm. spoiler territory, I would want to talk about some of the wonderful moments that I think I saw in this movie that I don't even see in good movies mm-hmm. that are shorter. For example, uh, one of the major differences is that we saw Cyborg's father sacrifice himself right. to mark one of the mother boxes as Steppenwolf is stealing it. Right. Which is such a really cool moment because, you know, we, we keep going back to the original one that mm-hmm. was made first. But, you know, I feel like out of all the characters they had, Cyborg was kind of the one that Pushed was sidelined side, the most. You right. know, he, he just kind of showed up and he was there. Even though he was such an important part right. to winning. And in this one, they really dive into his character and you understand what he's going through and why he's there. Right. Which is really, really awesome. Each of the characters get... It, almost their own 45 minute episode right. or mini movie almost. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that really didn't get anything was Batman. And I feel like Bruce Wayne's kind of initial story is laid over Diana's and Victor's and Arthur's. Right. Well, and, and we had also, you know, gotten some character development from prior films. Such right. As Batman v Superman, Superman and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they they didn't have to really focus on him as much. Right. And I don't think they should. They needed to. I think it was very uh, intelligently laid over. Mm. But to digress, we see Victor's father sacrifice himself. And a lot of movies that I've seen, even movies that I like, it would end there. There was a moment where they all realize, oh, his his father has died. Mm. And then we move on. Mm-hmm. Every movie does that. Mm-hmm. But we come back to it later. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman is talking with Barry. Mm-hmm. And he, they bring it back up as he should. That's a pivotal moment right. for Cyborg's story. And it was so 
refreshing to me to see other characters bring it up again. Yeah. It's not a pivotal plot in the movie, right. but it's important. It's a pivotal to Cyborg. Right. Well, it's an, it's important to focus on, on his state at that point. Absolutely. And, I, and I remember in the Joss Whedon version, you know, he would try to kind of superficially throw in right. those humor scenes. I think in that part in his movie, mm-hmm. they, they try to do something funny there. Right. Which shouldn't happen. He needs to grieve, you know. Absolutely. Which he just is, lost his father. He, and that winds up being his motivation. Mm-hmm. Even when uh, Diana says that she doesn't think he should uh, stream into the Unity mm-hmm. cubes. Um, he says, you wanted me to use my powers. Now I'm going to use them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the motivations for the characters were so much clearer. Mm-hmm. Ev- everything that happens has a reason, mm-hmm. which is, again, another reason I think we should be making longer movies is because you have space to discuss and to show motivations for actions happening. Right. I feel like that is why we're definitely getting more of these six to nine episode seasons of shows mm-hmm. like we did WandaVision mm-hmm. and there are the several mini, the mini series the yeah. mini series yeah, and there yeah. are several other ones that have nothing to do with superheroes mm-hmm. some, some two really good ones are Fortitude which I've seen a little bit of and The Widow starring Kate Beckinsale mm-hmm. fantastic mini series that could be movies but when you put them in long form it is so much richer Right, and you get to see, make reason out of why this thing is happening, mm. uh, and I think that's I think that's something we've lost. Yeah, even in good movie making. Mm. There, speaking of miniseries, there's a, a miniseries called Band of Brothers, which okay. I think came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all time favorite. I, I call it, I'll just call it a movie, but it, it's I think it's a ten episode series okay. talking about a an infantry uh, an airborne division. In uh, World War Two, mm-hmm. you know, it's just following these characters, um, and they really, really, really focus on each individual character and their backstories and who they are and why they're fighting and stuff. And, and by the end, you you feel so empathetic right. for for their stories and, and and what they believe in and what they're fighting for and mm-hmm. what they don't believe in. You know, all that stuff at the end. And each episode, I think, was maybe an hour, hour and a half long and you get so invested. I mean, I watched the series, the whole series. I think I watched in maybe a day or two. Wow. <laughs> like, it just, but it passed by as if it was just one right. movie. Well, that's, that's just good entertainment. You, you, it just basically captures your imagination, your mm-hmm. mind, you know, and you're, you're in that place mm-hmm. and time just seems to fly by. Right. It should be noted that uh, Eric and I will usually be taking notes during movies. We already have another episode oh, yeah. planned and a movie uh, watched. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks and we have taken notes on it. But because of the sporadic decision that uh, we should get together and watch the Snyder Cut, we're kind of freelancing it right now, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just... Guerrilla style. Guerrilla style. G-E-U-R. I have no idea. Did you know I, I uh, failed... A spelling bee once mm, back in fifth I grade. All of my spelling. Did you really? All of them. You know what word I misspelled? Please tell me. Guitar. You know that's an easy one to mess up. Yeah, I spelled it G U I T E R. Guitar. Guitar. Mm-hmm. That's an instrument. Is it? That's totally an instrument. I don't think it is. It's, I mean, it might be. Maybe in in some country in North Georgia. <laughs> in North Georgia, it's an instrument. Play your guitar. I go play my guitar all the time. Yes. Back on track. Uh, back sorry. on track. No, I'm playing guitar. <laughs> You're good at guitar. <laughs> that all this praise being said, the movie is not without its flaws. 
we definitely have a lot uh, that rubbed us the wrong way. There are two scenes specifically, or just even two moments. There's a lot of talk about how Zack Snyder likes to focus more on moments more than scenes, mm-hmm. uh, which works out in this movie. Mm-hmm. Some would say, I know a lot of people compare, you were saying that people compare the DCU and Marvel because Marvel looks mm-hmm. for good scenes. Yes. And DC seems to search for good moments. Right. Cinematic. Right. And, and, and <clears throat> they certainly find them. I mean, I would say, you know, there are a lot of moments where you can pause the movie and you just look at this what's filling the screen right. and it looks like a painting right like it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and how it's framed and how the lighting and the and, and everything the color it's majestic almost but when you piece those individual frames together and you watch it play out together it seems like there's a disconnect there right and that then, that marvel seems to not have a problem right they nail it every time with, right and marvel has some of my favorite not even just superhero scenes and of course I'm biased but I think they have some of the best scenes in cinema mm-hmm. uh, you know you can think about Tony and Steve in Civil War um, just some fantastic it really dis- demonstrates like you were saying I think if you just pause the movie and you see a beautiful picture that's art but if you're going to watch a movie you want to see it play out and connect mm-hmm. over a period of time I mean that's film right? that's film as opposed to uh, photography or painting. <clears throat> uh, so two of the big gripes I had mm-hmm. are that there are two moments specifically that, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They were so awful. Which ones? I So there's a scene with a mop. <laughs> <laughs> the mop. The mop. Oh, and it's yes. all, both scenes have to do with this one janitor. Yeah. God bless his heart. Maybe he was the main character Maybe. the whole thing. <laughs> he was we the Martian Manhunter the whole time. Maybe. They, I think it's a cut to him mm. washing the floors as uh, Dr. Stone is leaving Star Labs. And they close, He sh- it shows him putting the mop in the bucket, wetting it, and then they close in on the mop mm-hmm. and he slams the mop on the floor and it does this resounding poof, this almost inception like inception like bomb yeah, yeah yeah and you're like something's gonna happen yeah and, and nothing, nothing, nothing happens did. he's just mopping just, the floor just, okay. it was the most awkward jarring right thing only seconded by a later scene with the same same janitor so this, so the janitor after he inception slams the mop on the floor, hears something in one of the labs and investigates and finds that it's a parademon looking for one of the mother cubes mm-hmm. or mother boxes, mm-hmm. rather. And it cuts a few scenes later to Doctor Stone and uh, another character, what, Ryan. Oh, I don't remember. His I last don't name. remember his last name. They really seem to be setting up to setting him up to be yeah. Adam. I feel like he's going to be a bigger character, right? They're walking down the hall discussing that a janitor was uh, found injured and that they're keeping him in quarantine and that he saw something and they don't know what it is. And the camera goes in between them as they're walking towards the room where he's being kept. It's a glass quarantine room. And one of the doctors in 
uh, a hazmat suit just walks into frame and slams a page against right. the window with the picture that the janitor has drawn of the parademon, right. which and they right. mistake for Batman. Right. In a very dramatic in a, fashion. In, a, in yeah. an overly awkward, like I cannot This guy should have won an Oscar. Just for just it. slamming yeah. the page against the window. Mm. It was so, jo- like it took me out of the movie right. for a minute. Right. And these were things that I, like I said before, I don't think I would see in an amateur film mm-hmm. by an amateur director. It's just one of those strange, like, yeah. strange places mm-hmm. to, to put something like that. Well, and it goes back to what, what we were talking about before mm-hmm. starting this episode of style versus substance. Right. All of that, you know, the mop slamming on the ground and the guy doing the the hand thing dramatically, it's all to be stylized. It's drama for drama's sake. Right. Instead of giving us something that is tangible and of substance that adheres to the story that we're telling. That's the thing with film. You you can have a a film that looks great. The color's great. The sound is fantastic, fantastic, but the movie's terrible. And it all comes down to how good your story, how well are you conveying that the story, how well are you conveying the story you're trying to tell, mm-hmm. right? And and that was the problem that I had, especially with the first act, like the first part of this four hour long movie, right. you know, we talked about how there were just moments where they had these slow motion scenes, basically, that added nothing to the story and it just was just drawing out everything and we're like come on let's get to the next scene but it just you know it looked cool but we become desensitized to it when it's used later purposefully mm-hmm. right right it's the same thing with with the music the, there's a, a motif that is used every time Wonder Woman comes on screen on every, sc- on a screen every time every time and at first you're like oh that's cool and then the second time it's like oh yeah there she is and then literally by the eighth time, you're like, okay, we're done. It's We're not kidding. It happens every five minutes for probably two hours, mm-hmm. this this woman singing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a... Um, would you like to demonstrate, Jake? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> they can experience it sure, for themselves. Yeah. It's I want to say Celine Dion did a song like it. It's like a hit. I don't know why Celine Dion came to mind because it's like a... A, a tribal um, it's very hard to describe it's a motif that people Almost have heard Egyptian before in its right essence. yes uh, it's you've definitely heard it in a yeah. movie before but it is used I cannot exaggerate every five minutes for probably the first two and a half hours mm-hmm. the movie is divided into six parts and an epilogue mm-hmm. um, and we really agreed that the first two to three parts mm-hmm. are the worst of the movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's very awkward, and you really have to push through it for a while. Right. It's just slow it and just very so, slow. Much, so much exposition. Too. Right, which yeah. I'm willing to accept mm-hmm. in a four-hour-long movie. I right. understand with the length of the movie, we're getting more, and we can see how things would naturally progress rather than odd cuts that I think we're used to from Hollywood by now. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to accept some of the slowness, but it's hard to get used to after all you've had pretty much my whole life. Mm. Our whole lives are, you know, what, what modern film is. Well, it's a, it's a lot, you know, with the generation that we're in, it's all about instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We want things to come at us 
at a rapid pace. Absolutely. That's why it's so, I mean, I'm speaking from experience. It is so hard to watch <clears throat> films that are from, you know, the sixties and before, you know, cause the style, the way they filmed was more long form, more drawn out scenes, you know, and it's just hard uh, for me to just engage with right. the content, you know, but right. back in the day, everybody was like, yeah, that's fine. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> like my mom's like, Oh, I love gone with the wind. And I watch it. And I'm like, how on earth can you watch this? This is so long and just boring. It's so boring. Well, there was a lot less punching and gone with the wind. Than can you imagine? <laughs> Scarlet is just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. (laughs) Something else that was overused for a good long while. Slow motion. Yeah. Oh, I think that's why the movie's so long. I think if they cut out most of the unneeded slow motion scenes from earlier in the movie, it would cut it down to like three and a half hours. hours, Three and a half hours. There is so much slow motion it is much uh, better used in the latter half mm-hmm. in a lot of the fight scenes and the driving scenes with the Batmobile oh yeah it is also very acceptable with the Flash the Flash has a lot of slow motion which is <sighs> he was another character that you know in the, the Joss Whedon one I, I was like so annoying. annoying I don't like him but in this one it, He's he's kind of he's quirky right. still, and, and can be kind of annoying at times. But he serves a greater purpose, and it adds that like the team has no other source of that. Right, which we talked a little bit about in the Whedon version. The comic relief came from both the Flash and Aqua Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my man, I dig it. <laughs> These are actual words said by Aquaman from the initial movie and that's still a little bit there when he gets more comfortable with the team but he's much more you see a lot more of the stoic resistant to do anything but drink and help people when he wants to right uh, and he finally realizes after seeing Steppenwolf for the first time and just getting his butt handed to him right that he probably should look into this Justice League thing Mm -hmm. But to see that attitude come a lot more for Barry and to see it, you know, he'll fist bump Victor in the end or he'll share a moment with Arthur like we saw when they're talking about Victor's dad. It's so much more bearable and it adds so much to the character and the cast. They really just nailed their interactions with each other and how they play off with each other. And I think everyone got a moment with each other. Superman might be the exception to that. Right. Well, but because he did come in so late. Because he came in so late. Right. But I think even he got a little something with everybody. (laughs) At least they mentioned him. Right. I was surprised at the amount of times Aquaman mentioned Superman. Right. Well, it was interesting to see, you know, at the part when they are trying to bring back Superman in the original movie, we see a lot of conflict between them. Right. Like half of them don't want to bring him back. Right. Half of them do. In this one, they kind of are all on a unified front. Con- yeah. And like, we, regardless of how we feel, we have to put aside our differences and bring him back so mm-hmm. we can face this enemy head on and the, defeat it. The conflict is much heavier in the initial Whedon right. cut, which it just seemed more like a road bump. Mm-hmm. And here you acknowledged it, 
but they move past it. Right. It, it is not a major point. You understand Arthur's apprehension to bringing him back, and it is well seated. There's he's he understands Arthur seems more you know being of the sea and and inclined to nature. I can see how he would have an attitude of death is death. He was a symbol, and now he's gone, and we live on we with that on. symbol. Yeah. He was very uncomfortable with bringing him back, but it wasn't jarring. It wasn't a roadblock. And that is just – there were so many things so well done that, he, that both of us were talking – like, why did Whedon cut that? Right. It, and I understand. I don't want to put a lot of blame on Whedon. I really like him as a director. And Hollywood will put a lot of stress on directors to cut out a lot of really good content to smash a movie down into certain viewing hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I read an article a couple of days ago talking about the reason – why the Joss Whedon film ended the way it did was because what happened to him when he was directing Age of Ultron mm-hmm. was bad. Because mm-hmm. apparently he he was getting a lot of flack um, from a lot of the execs and the producers on you know, right. how they they saw their vision for the film. He mm-hmm. saw his. You know, there's a lot of butting heads, which I think really turned him off to superhero films right. in general. Right. You know. And when he ended that, and then he's asked to come back on here, and he probably was like, fine, yeah. whatever, it's a paycheck. Right. You know, instead of loving the craft. And, you know, I've, I've seen art, I've, seen, I've watched videos, read articles of Zack Snyder, and you can tell that what he's directing, what he's filming, he loves he does. the content. He does. I don't think, I think he's professional enough that he doesn't take anything that he doesn't have some kind of passion in. Right. And to be fair, I loved Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah, was I thought it was great. One of my favorite Avengers oh, yeah. movies. I understand where some people come from, but I think Joss Whedon does a great job mm-hmm. when he can really work with what he's given. Obviously, under the circumstances with Justice League, when just an incredible tragedy when Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide and he mm-hmm. had to leave the film. Just awful that would put a lot of stress on joss too to be handed this oh yeah four hour how i mean four hours is just what we saw there could have been so much more footage than that absolutely and to say we need you to all of these scenes are pretty much important we need you to cut it down to max two Two and a half yeah it was it two and a half was the initial one two and it a half? was probably around well because i remember too they had the pressure of batman v superman being too long was it really yeah okay. so i think they went to joss joss whedon and, and said look the people are complaining this is too long we got to cut this down <laughs> to two to two and a half you right know? so we had all that pressure on him right it's like well i gotta cut somewhere mm-hmm. you know and sadly I, I don't i don't know if it's this way every time but like I said, so many of the scenes were important. Yeah. We we had another scene in the Snyder Cut where it's it shows better transition for Superman. Oh, yeah. When he comes back mm-hmm. and he's confused and he's fighting the Justice League and he sees Lois Lane and they go back to the farm. Mm-hmm. We get a scene where it shows where he's kind of still foggy. Right. And then he... Sees the farm, and I think he says he loved it here in uh, talking about his father. Mm. And then he says, I loved it here. Yeah. And, and it the, clicks. The lights turn on, yeah. And then we get an, 
another scene in between of the league and then we cut back to the farm and it's the scene where we first come back to Clark in the Whedon cut. Right. It's the scene they started with right. at that moment. Showing yeah. Superman again and it looking back on that now that is such an awkward stepping on point again to show Superman okay he's standing out in the cornfield and he's fine now. Mm-hmm. But with that scene from the Snyder cut, it's so it bridges it so much better. Mm-hmm. This I just I this movie has made me so passionate about long form movies. Yeah, it's I just think it's so much better. Mm-hmm. I think there's a time and place for them, and people should start watching them and giving them the time they deserve if they really really like film. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it just there were so and and even so there are scenes from the initial movie. And then there are important scenes that were cut to those scenes. And then we just got some epic scenes that just the the fan service, just the fan service, the the flash, uh, the flash thing that where he reverses time. That was, he does it twice. Yeah. The first one is very minute. I didn't really even catch that that's what was happening when the mother box is falling and it falls too far in and then it comes back up so he can make the exact moment to give it the charge. Mm -hmm. And then that scene, God, that when that scene that we're talking about happened, I was like, I was blown away. This is it. They know exactly the story that they want to tell and they know where they're going forward. Right. Yeah. I should make it clear too. I'm a pretty big Marvel purist. Mm. Those are really the only superhero movie scenes where I've gotten like real chills. This movie was giving me chills as a superhero fan because I do like DC. Mm. I love Batman. Green Lantern was my favorite for a long time. And to see the moment where Flash starts reversing time and you're getting paradox hints and flashpoint hints, I was like, just I, it was almost in-game level amazement for me. Giddiness. Where yeah. I was just sitting there with my mouth open and awe, thinking how what, and it was just well done too. Mm-hmm. They weren't just referencing those beloved storylines; they were doing it well. Right. They were knocking it out of the ballpark with that. Um, and then obviously the the epic epilogue. The, the epic log. The epic log. Yeah, basically. Where we I've already announced spoilers, so it's a you already, talk yeah, about you can it. say whatever. Um we get an amazing scene that isn't really quite clear what it is. It it's made to look like a nightmare. I think it's possibly if Darkseid had won the last battle of the film. Mm-hmm. There were definitely signs of an injustice storyline. It really did feel like it, didn't it? Um, but who knows? It, it, they might be taking the story in a completely new direction. Because mm-hmm. there were some minute differences, mm-hmm. right? Um, this was the famous scene that has been talked about and rumored for a long time where we see Jared Leto's Joker mm-hmm. in his prime. Which I... How did I, you feel about it? I liked it How did a you, lot. Okay, you I, liked I it? I did. I mean, I, I'll say I, I did not like... His performance in Suicide Squad was fine. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the choices that I think it was David Ayer gave him. Okay. I, I think Jared Leto is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I think just like I said, the material that he was working with and what he was given just limited him in that way. But I think in this this movie, he was definitely in his element. He was. You know, you could tell this is Jared Leto's Joker. He, yes. You know, and, and, I, and no damage tattoo, which oh, is which thank is good. The Lord. 
The, some people like that. I, I was kind of impartial to it. To me, it's too on the nose. It was. You know, it's just like, it, 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 to me, the damaged tattoo and all the, all the other stuff felt like it was a Joker cosplay. Right. right? It, it felt like a different take on the Joker, which is why I respected it. We've had some great Jokers in the past, obviously with Jack Nicholson Heath Ledger. and Heath Ledger. <sighs> which I, the first thing when he, first of all, when an actor is playing the Joker, they have to have their own laugh. Mm-hmm. Specifically with Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and I really feel like he had his own laugh. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it was very subdued and very scary. It was terrifying. It was horrifying. But in that close-up where he's turned around, it, I was getting like hints of Heath. Yeah, like there was, there was. He was. It felt like he was paying homage. It but felt it, like he was he copying, trampling him. over his right. Yeah, performance. It was just a little. It was almost like, oh, this is like a different timeline, but mm. close to that version of the Joker. Right. Oh, it was an, that a, an agent whole, of chaos. An agent of chaos. And that whole scene, you keep thinking it's going to end because a lot of movies when they give you when they throw you a bone like that, mm. I was fully expecting because I've been I think I've been pavloved mm. into seeing something like. This and they'll show the back of the Joker and hear him laugh, and he turns around and says something like, "Isn't that right, Batman?" I would, I cut to black. black, I fully expected it to end there. Well, and that's what we got with, if you remember, in 2012, Thanos. You know, yeah, the post-credit scene. Right. All we got was a shoulder Mm -hmm. and the side of his face, and that's it. Right. And I fully expected this to be just like a post-credit scene leading up to future Justice League movies, Mm. instead of cutting to black. We got one of the most phenomenal superhero scenes I've ever seen in my life. Where Because my favorite superhero scenes are not when they're fighting. Those are great. I love it when we see epic fight scenes. My favorite scenes are when you see two superheroes talking. And that was one of my, even in Marvel, might even be one of my top three favorite superhero just mm-hmm. scenes. Where they're just talking. So well done, man. Because you find out so much about the dynamic between the two characters. Right. A superhero's motivation should not come from punching. Mm. Their motivation should come from speaking to be motivated into punching. Right. I think. That's my philosophy on superhero movies. And to see Batman and Joker... There's a lot going on in the scene that we don't understand yet, which I like. It's mm-hmm. we did in the initial Justice League. It did not feel like there was much of a build up to a future movie, mm-hmm. and DC is kind of walking on eggshells with that. We mm-hmm. we know Dark Side is alive because right. the main villain of this movie was Steppenwolf, right. and specifically now when we actually see Dark Side. And then the boom tube closes. Mm-hmm. We know he's alive. Right. He even says we're doing this we're doing the, the old, old way. It's yeah. very much Thanos putting on the gauntlet oh, yeah. and saying, fine, yeah. I'll do it myself. No, they're, they're definitely kind of hinting at that that way of going about things. For sure. But now it is confirmed. Not only is he alive, he's coming. Right. He is on his way. Mm-hmm. So. And it's exciting to see what the future holds in terms of. What other characters they're, they're going to bring on to, yes. to Justice League? Because they say again, hinting for more uh, when Bruce is setting up the Justice League, and I think it's Old Way Mansion, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, with the when he talks about having the, the, the table, table and he yeah. says with six chairs and Diana says Maybe room, more. room yeah. for more. We know we're going to get Shazam with the popularity yep. that was that movie. Yep. We got Martian Manhunter. We do we did get I, to see that I was love Martian Manhunter. That was probably the biggest uh reveal scene earlier in the the first of several in this movie. <laughs> it kind of it kind of packs them at the end. Yeah. But loose. So you get this this incredible scene between Lois Lane and Clark's mother. And then it ends and you realize Clark's mother was Martian Manhunter. Right. That whole conversation right. trying to get Lois back into the world. Mm-hmm. And you're it's just a drop, jaw-dropping moment. Yeah. And then you go a little while and then you get another incredible scene, which I think was very just reversing time and just the, the epicness that was yeah. him reversing those whole moments where dark side won mm-hmm. and then they just start happening like back to back to back to back to back just right. fantastic moments you get Lex Luthor meeting Deathstroke oh. on his yacht I want I want a Deathstroke Batman fight so bad so bad they could do a whole movie that's just Deathstroke and Batman mm-hmm. they have so many possibilities of what they can do. Mm-hmm. I really think this movie changes everything. Oh, yeah. For DC. They have, they have definitely opened the door. They have opened the door for so many possibilities. I think I think we were talking about it earlier, Ben Affleck maybe coming back. I hope he does. I hope he does. I enjoy it. I, when I first saw him, you know, in Batman v Superman, I was kind of, eh, he's okay. I like the suit, whatever. But seeing him, really seeing him in this movie, I'm like, okay. He's, he, I, I, I'm behind it. I was. I loved the suit. Obviously, we're talking about the suit and just small things like that. Batfleck, even in Batman versus Superman, there was something off about him for me. I liked seeing an older Batman mm-hmm. that has been in Gotham doing this thing for twenty years now already. He was, your dad said it. He was so optimistic. He was the most optimistic right. one out of the group, which is completely different from completely different his character and I I didn't my favorite version of Batman I love Christian Bale mm-hmm. but my favorite version of Batman is the animated Justice League Batman oh yeah where Kevin, he's Kevin Conroy Kevin Conroy where he is almost com- he's almost robotic yeah he is so stoic. factual yeah. stoic you see him crack a smile a couple of times mm-hmm. my favorite scene Batman scene from the animated show that I grew up watching is there's a I think she's a villain uh, yet she's a young kid it was very mature for a kid's show there was something wrong with her and she was I think she was dying mm-hmm. and Batman after a, a fight between the league and whatever team she was part of she finds her way to a swing set and Batman just goes and sits with her on the swing set like moments before she I think she fades away mm-hmm. That is my favorite version of Batman. Mm. So it is jarring to see such a different take. But that's not Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben is doing really, really well with the material he has. And right. people have given him a lot of flack for it. He's all, I, He did leave. He quit. He was just so tired of people talking to him about Batman. Yeah. He was doing passion projects. I can't imagine I mean, the, the hate mail he oh. got. I'm sure it was awful. I understand that when someone takes up such an iconic role like that, and it means Batman means a lot to people. A lot of superheroes mean a lot of things to people. Mm-hmm. So you want them to be done right. But you can't destroy an actor because you didn't like their take on a character. Right. 
and for and, and like we said, it's going to be just multiplied for superheroes because they are so beloved. Mm-hmm. But I truly think Ben Affleck is doing a fantastic job with this version of Batman. And I think he, he'll continue to do it if I he comes he does. back. I really do. I think all uh, the entire cast as a whole works mm-hmm. really well together. They did. Again, especially in this version of the movie. We didn't see near the, the camaraderie or the way they play off each other in, in the Whedon cut. Mm-hmm. But the snack Zyder cut. Snack? 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 Please. It's 11.45, folks. Oh, my gosh. It's about time for me to go to bed. It is about time. I think we're probably going to wrap it up pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, the Zack Snyder cut is is leagues ahead Be- of the nah, I love see what that. I there. See what you did. Leagues ahead of the Joss Whedon version. It does. And uh, uh, I'm I'm just excited to see what the future holds. They have a they have a very bright future. Again, the greatest compliment I can give this movie is that I will be going back and catching up on all the other DC movies and looking forward to what comes next. I think it's changed things so much for the actors. I think now that everyone else has seen what they've seen and the potential that the DC universe has, I think they are much more energized and ready to enter a Marvel-esque phasing of movies that will come out in the future. And I think it will help the public's view of the actors, too, because there was also a lot of wishy-washy feelings on Ezra Miller's Flash. Mm -hmm. Again, like we said, beautifully displays his character in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think people will fall in love with him a lot more. Really good balance between humor and and serious moments. And serious moments. I love the the moments of him and his dad. Oh, so With his dad in in the jail. Just two of them. Yeah. We got two of them, and they were so good. Added so many levels to that character. Fantastic job, Zack Snyder. Great job. Very, very good. All right. I believe that about wraps this up. I think so. I need to brush my teeth. And go to bed. And go to bed. I need to drive you got to drive to Cleveland, so <laughs> good luck with that. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining uh, us. To our thoughts. Um, we're excited to uh, prepare Keep- and give you the next episode. We're already working on it. We are working on it very hard. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Have Be a good safe. Love you all. Nighty night. <laughs>